Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung said, what we resist persists. I think it's a brilliant quote in so many levels. Carl Jung was kind of a, I don't know, a hero of mine. I don't think that there's been another person in the field of psychology that's given so much to the world in terms of our understanding of the psyche, our unconscious, and synchronicities and spirituality. The idea of what we resist persists is such a fundamental truth. And you can see this show up into your life oftentimes. Think about the things that you resist, they persist. I was remembering when my daughter was young. I would be in my office and I'd be working on my computer and she'd come in and she'd be like, Dad, come play with me. Or she'd be like, let me show you something or let me do this. And I was so focused on what I was doing. I would just be like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then kind of push her away. Go, 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 go play, you know, go put her in front of a, a, a video something like that to distract her. But as soon as the video was over, guess what? She was back. And the more I resisted, the more she persisted. If I would have just stopped what I was doing and taken some time and focus on her and play with her and give her what she needed in that moment, I would have been a much better father. I wouldn't have some of the guilt that I carry around. And, um, like I, that would have been much more memorable for me than I don't even know what I was doing at that particular time. I just remember I was focused on working on something. What we resist persists and resistance is always about tension. And tension is about polarity. There are two things, my attention over here, my attention over here. And between these two things creates this tension. So there's the tension of me wanting to do my work, my daughter wanting me to play with her, and the tension that happened in between that just created that persistence. Tension is something that we guys hate. We try to kill tension as quickly as possible. And the problem is when we try to kill tension, the only thing that it does, because we're resisting it, is it persists. When you're trying to kill tension, it's just going to persist. As the masculine energy, one of our things that we need to do is we need to become the bridge. We need to become the bridge between these two tensions. How do I get my needs met? How does she get her needs met? How do we both get our needs met? Now, that coming from a higher place of masculine might be something like, I'm going to go play with her and give her attention and then when it's her bedtime, I'm going to put her to bed and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to focus on the thing that I was focusing on. That would have been a great way to be a bridge between these two things. Neither one of these things would have persisted. But because I was so focused in those moments, I just continued to resist it. And the more I resisted, the more she persisted. Tension then is about polarity. It's about these two sides that are pulling against each other. If you have a north and a south and you try to hold them apart, what happens? There's this tension in between because those two things want to connect. But when we become the bridge, then what happens is not only are we soothing the tension, but we're getting rid of the tension inside of us. Now, where does this tension, this polarity come from? Well, it comes from our judgments. When I judge something as being binary, right, wrong, good, bad, black, white, then I'm going to be creating a polarity within myself. 
So if I'm always saying, well, this is the way to do this, and anybody who doesn't do it this way is wrong, or this is the way that things should, or this is the way that things shouldn't be. Whenever I'm in a position of judgment, I'm going to create bigger tension within myself. I'm going to create a bigger emotional response. Like in the Bible, it says, judge not lest you be judged. And what Jesus was talking about was essentially that when you judge something, you're judging yourself. That's a projection. When I'm looking at something and saying it's right or wrong, I am projecting on that thing my own resistance into doing and living in that space. So if I'm resisting, let's say, doing something good for myself, like going to the gym, I'm resisting that. What's going to happen is that resistance is just going to persist. I'm always going to have this tension inside of me that says I should be going to the gym. If I go to the gym, what happens then is I lean into that tension and I become the bridge and I do the thing that I'm judging. I don't want to do that. It's going to cause me pain, blah, blah, blah. When I'm judging that thing, then what's happening is I'm resisting. And the more I resist, guess what happens? Procrastination. What I talked about yesterday, getting off of your mission. When you're off your mission, when you're distracted by something else, there's a good chance that there's a judgment behind it, whatever it is, something there. There's something that some kind of judgment, some kind of arguing with reality that you're doing and that's keeping you off of mission as opposed to just stop resisting the tension, leaning into it, doing the thing that you need to do. The problem with judgments, like I said, it's a binary process, right, wrong, should, shouldn't. And whenever I'm in the midst of that, what's happening is I'm suffering. I am arguing with reality. Byron Katie, who wrote Loving What Is, she says in that book, whenever I argue with reality, I only lose, but every single time. The idea of resisting reality is it means that the reality is going to persist. I'm going to suffer. The more I resist reality, the more persistence the suffering is. What we want to be able to do then is we want to be able to clear our judgments. And the way to clear our judgments is first recognizing the fact that I have a judgment. I am judging this thing as right or wrong, good or bad, should or shouldn't. Uh, and I'm not saying we should just become complacent and never change anything. But what I am saying is that the more I resist it, the more it's going to persist. The more tension is going to come up inside of me and the more work I'm going to have to do. And when I resist it, it's just going to persist. How do we clear judgments? I judge, you judge. I do it all the time. I judge something as being good or bad or right or wrong. And then I find myself suffering, ruminating, thinking about that thing. And all that's doing then is causing that thing to persist more and more in my mind. That's what rumination is, right? It's persistence of the thing that I'm arguing against. If I'm able to learn how to self-regulate, if I'm able to learn how to center myself, if I'm able to really kind of learn to see what it is that I'm doing that's causing me suffering, the more ability I have to call it out. The main things I have to do is recognize and just label whatever's going on is, oh, you know what's going on? I'm judging that thing. When I'm with my wife, if I am thinking about what she should do or shouldn't do, then I'm in my ego and I'm the one suffering. Oh, you know what she should be doing? She should be doing X, Y, Z. Instead, she's doing 
one through three. You know what she shouldn't be doing? She shouldn't be doing that thing over there. What she should be doing is coming over here and, and serving me. And whenever I'm in my ego, I'm in judgment. When I'm in judgment, the suffering persists. And the antidote then is to turn it around and say, how can I serve her? How can I be of service to her? How can I do something beneficial that's going to create more connection within our relationship? And when I'm in that space, I'm no longer an ego. I'm in the, the spirit part of myself, which wants deeper connection. And whenever I resist change within myself, what's going to persist is other people are going to constantly do the things that annoy me, that bug me, that make me upset. You cannot be in judgment, negative judgment, and love at the same time. And the highest calling of the masculine is to love, is to give love. So if I'm resisting loving my daughter, resisting loving my wife, if I'm resisting loving the people that I'm with, that I work with, if I'm resisting, if I'm in my ego, guess what? I don't enjoy life. And the more I suffer, the more I resist changing myself, the more the suffering is going to persist. You can't change anybody else. You can only change yourself. You can only change how you show up. There's a, a Buddhist story, and I'm not going to get this completely right, but it was basically something along the lines of there's this farmer and his crops get rained out and all of the neighbors go, oh, that's terrible. And he goes, well, maybe. And then somebody gives him a brand new horse. All of his neighbors are like, that's amazing. And he's like, maybe. And then the horse dies and everybody's like, oh, that's terrible. And he goes, maybe. And the point is that we don't know. When something happens, it might be good or bad. What I find is the things that tend to cause me pain when I stop resisting them and I lean into it, that that's when I grow. The entire point of life is to grow, change, adapt, become the best versions of ourselves. And the way that we do that is through loving each other. If you're not serving, if you're not loving, if you're not focused on what you can do to impact the world, then what you're doing is you're focused on yourself and you're focused on what's happening to me that I don't think should be happening or, or what's happening that I, I'm, I'm glad it's happening. But either way, I'm constantly going to be in this dysregulation of my emotions based on whatever I judge the things that are happening to me as being good, bad. Remember, what you resist will persist. The thing that you're avoiding will be the thing that always comes up for you. If you're avoiding anything in life, you're going to feel that tension. You're going to feel that polarity inside of you. And the only way to calm that down is to be able to center yourself, get in your higher consciousness. This is why meditation is so important. Embodiment work is so important. You want to be able to calm your nervous system, recognize your judgments, see your judgments for what they are, let them go and be of service, be of love. Because the highest calling of the masculine is always to love. I hope you found this valuable. If you did, please like, subscribe, share it, comment, and I will see you next time.